Welcome all, welcome all once again. It might not be Independence Day, but we're talking about it. The Independence Day short-lived film franchise. Here to join me from Stark Wars podcast is Michael O'Rear. How are you? I am so excited to be here. Um, uh, you know, this was a movie that I grew up with. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and it's weird that you call it a franchise because for me, it's like that new movie came out. And like, as soon as like I like heard like reviews of it, like I just wiped it from my memory. I don't even think about that new movie. If you say Independence Day, that's the only thing I think about. I try to keep it I, like still to this moment. Maybe I should have watched it to prepare for the podcast, but I was like, I just want to preserve my love for this Independence Day. <laughs> and I mean, the first one is already kind of goofy enough. Like, why rot your brain with all the other excess that you don't like? Um, so it is interesting. Just growing up, I would always see people say it was always mentioned in the same sentence as great visual and special effects. And then you follow it up with but it's a bad movie or but it's a fun movie or it's my favorite movie or I like it, but it's bad or so bad. It's good. It, it, I you want to talk inconsistency. I will see people now like I think Empire Magazine even gave it a five star review in a retrospect. There are some people who consider it a classic disaster movie. And then there are other people who like it, but they kind of consider it typical disaster movies because disaster movies tend to have improbable plots and <laughs> Yeah, so I, I want to set this up because I said that I wanted to preserve my love for this movie. And and for just a little bit of background, this was a movie that I had on repeat with the VHS as a kid that I loved so much and watched all the time. Um, but to be honest with you, I probably haven't seen it in 15 years before this week. <laughs> so um, I, I almost feel like I shouldn't have watched it because my my opinion now is that this movie is is really bad. I don't love this movie, okay? There's a lot of things that uh, that there are issues with. Um, and I'm going to continue just to try to keep myself in that childish mindset where I, where I just really loved it. I loved Will Smith, and it was so much fun. Um, but now when I look at it with a true critical eye, um, <laughs> it's hard to defend some of the stuff in this movie. Yeah, I think I was lukewarm to it and had fun, and I just mainly thought about it because i had friends at school who quoted it and it was in movie montages and almost all the time whenever there was some my introduction to it was even watching a imax uh documentary that was about visual effects and it was sponsoring the work industrial light and magic was responsible for and you know uh it's just so funny how, like you say, yeah, it would be interesting on some days and sometimes it was kind of annoying based on what clips you were watching. Every movie can vary by a scene, by your mood, by a time. And uh, I think there, I did take a break from watching it for a while because not just necessarily improbability. I, I think I was mainly overshadowed by just lesser stuff that Roland Emmerich worked on and just seeing how he took every blockbuster seriously even though he had kind of a Rennie harlan michael bay uh who's another blockbuster guy who's known for being cheesy uh hell maybe a sam raimi mentality and it's like well this does not go with this and i think just after just the abomination known as moonfall i was just like okay well Look at what crew he had. He had a wonderful effects crew and people who were having fun in Independence Day. Obviously, Universal Soldier. He had Vic Armstrong from Indiana Jones doing the action directing and a okay, not great, okay sci-fi thing. Dean Devlin seems to have gone on and had a pretty 
epic TV and movie career, and he still just seems to kind of be running into roadblocks. He seems to want to make statements in his movies that don't seem really warranted because he's not building up to it. So then you're like, okay, are you, you know, Spielberg's been able to go out of this. Scorsese's been able to go out of this. Even the other blockbuster guys, you know, like Antoine Fuqua and Martin Campbell can do a serious movie and an appeal to the popcorn guys. So what's your deal? Roland Emmerich doesn't really change, right? Um, And I think that's like one thing I was like, you know, Roland, like again, and like my memories as like a younger person, um, how I built it up in my mind. Everything is great at age 14. Exactly. And And like, so I'm sitting here thinking, you know, oh, Roland Emmerich did this really incredible disaster movie, and then, like, he copied it over. Uh, but it's, like, uh, number one, I don't know if it's that great. Number two, um, I still think he, he, there's, like, so many tropes in this movie that, like, aren't even original to Roland Emmerich, so no. it's, like, uh, I don't know. It is what Irwin it is. Allen logic, it works, but at the same time, I, I think it just came out at the right time. It was on the movie channels nonstop, and then, you know, hey, high-def VHS and DVD systems, put it back in and test it out. And at the same time, I mean, I really don't think any of the next coming blockbusters that dominated the late 90s, early 2000s would have even come out. I don't think Will Smith would have gone on and done Men in Black. I don't think other giant ones like Armageddon or Starship Troopers would have been a thing. I don't think even typical ones like Dante's Peak, you know. Yeah, yeah titanic i don't think any of those would have been we got to do something that explosive uh let's worry about the story later uh funny enough there was a retrospect i think published about five years ago and it was just so funny um yeah, basically emmerich and devlin you know the biggest part was convincing the studio to let them blow up the white house and let that be in the super bowl ad you know i'm just testing the limits back then oh can we do that I don't feel comfortable breaking that rule. We've been told so long in the last 20 years, don't do that. Don't do anything like that. Um, But the biggest, funniest part chuckle to me reading these interviews on this retrospect was how uh, they were at a test screening and people were laughing when they see Randy Quaid uh, putting a missile to his plane and everything. They got some unintentional laughs. They're like, that's not good. We got to rescore, re-edit that. I'm like, well, maybe you should have just ditched that to begin with <laughs> yeah that's never a good sign is it? it's it doesn't work because it doesn't work right and I, here's the thing about like some of the effects in this movie like Stay there were hang. moments oh my there god were, there were moments in like the very beginning especially like when the ship started to arrive like there wasn't like too much explosions or anything just some like clearly like i was like you know i've seen modern marvel movies that have uh, like visual effects pretty similar to what i'm looking at right now like we haven't come that far um, yeah. and then you get a little further on in the movie and like i'm like that doesn't even look like fire anymore <laughs> it's like i don't know what you're showing that me, looks so. like animation from the 80s you know yeah, and exactly uh, it's inner space enemy mind level animation but yeah. <laughs> tron, almost tron level but yeah then there are other ones like damn how they get that detail yeah. oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh i know the guy who blew up the death star is the same uh, late visual effects guy Ostrom, I think, is what his name is, who did the White House explosion. Well, that's the thing. It's there were so, especially in like a lot of the dogfight scenes. Death I'm like, Star. This, this is like the, the the Death Star run. Like, are you kidding me right now? This is mm-hmm. the same. It's like Top Gun meets Star Wars. It's wild. 
it is almost like Top Gun. There is some of that. There's even just other moments where I'm like, why do I care about these people? I haven't had any time to know about them. Like, why do I care about all these hippies and other guys who are going to get blown up by this thing? That 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 is definitely the biggest time suck of the movie way too many characters in this movie like they, yeah. they really went all out with the characters and some of them like at least like the performances are really fun like the i can't remember the guy the crazy doctor guy i always scientist. forgot the president's backstory along with goldblum's yeah. storyline because it was so mashed together i'm like oh wait no 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 this that's who's married to who and getting back together with this and all this intrigue and we're already gotta again focus on will smith and then randy quaid and his crazy country family yeah. i i think i think will smith's story is the most fleshed out um but he's just, I do, you love him he's yeah you love him um and then jeff goldblum i feel like his performance is really good but the story is like what is this he's like at the beginning he's like i'm i'm big into recycling and like later they tie that in like oh he's saving the planet because he's I don't, i'm like I don't know. This isn't like tying together the and way they, you think it <laughs> Yeah, by the time they start getting to the computer hacking, that's when the movie really does start to lose me. And you're like, okay, let's wrap this bitch up. Let's. I I, I know what you're building to, but this is a joke where the buildup isn't all that good, and I just want the punchline. But it is kind of funny because what other movie would have done that? And at the same time, it is kind of wild how. I mean, he started ad-libbing his lines from Jurassic Park, must go faster, and then they're like, do more of that. And you're like, well, okay. I thought that was just <laughs> yeah. a coincidence. They're like, no, it was a direct reference. <laughs> must go faster. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I, I do wonder if more disaster movies... I mean, if this hadn't done the most absurd stuff, would they have tried to one-up it? And then, like you say, depending on your mood, depending on your age, determines your enjoyment of it i hadn't seen it in a while and i was just like i uh, and lo and behold tnt plays it every independence day so it's yeah. like is you it's i'm both cringing and enjoying it at the same time i find myself at that rare predicament usually i can do both but i i don't really last long unless there's belly aching last from the goofiness intended or not and is one is like well, David Arnold, you do one hell of a score. And again, good set design, but God, there's going to be something stupid coming up. Isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> so no you always have those little small moments. And at the same time, what a big ass cast. Just about every character actor who's not even a name is in here. James Duvall has been a go-to guy. He's been in Slashers. Uh, Raphael Sabarge has been a recurring TV actor. <laughs> uh, Jay Akavone, the, uh, the base guard uh who gets a few amusing lines i'm letting you right on in uh you know yeah. you might know him from yeah. stargate <laughs> yeah yeah uh no really, really good cast like uh I, f I feel like uh again like i feel like it's not necessarily the performances that are lacking by any means it's just no like you get like some really incredible actors like a very mediocre script and uh, uh they're doing they, their best <laughs> it's like one minute's the day they're stood still and then like you say yeah then it does go into uh, any second now, Maverick will blow these TIE fighters out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Help me, Goose. <laughs> and it, it's in the form of Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's another weird thing. It's like they play up how he was closeted at the time, and you're like, what did that have to oh, do? Yeah. Other yeah. than just sneaking a gay joke. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see a point for him in the movie, but um, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I love how it's like I, I've seen some people when watching with friends get distracted by his dad, and I'm like, oh, relax. I don't even know the asshole, and now I'm going to get distracted because Will Smith's going to beat up his aliens. <laughs> yeah, welcome yeah. to Earth. Wham. And that's that's the other thing. It's like that that's that whole scene where he's like cheering after taking down the alien ship. Like uh, honestly, one of the most iconic scenes of the '90s for me. Um, just so fun and like again, Will Smith. Just Every like movie just felt the up. need to do that. They felt I gotta yay. Yeah. Oh, it was like <laughs> you just wrecked an awesome explosion. Can I just process it alone? And then yeah. the character reacts to the following scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't so. help it. We'll return after these messages. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as... Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR, we add them to our queues, we wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S., we are in the U.K., we are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan, we're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Um, so stock footage of this was used in Dragon Ball Evolution. Why do you uh, think Fox oh. is so cheap that they want to steal the car explosion? <laughs> wow, okay. <I> <laughs> the destruction that. sequence of the tunnel is like, jeez, can't afford your own explosions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about the uh what, what about the dog like this is the this is when i yeah, really the dog like, save the dog <laughs> there was no like coming back for me it was like that dog everyone like, else just, must die <laughs> jumped out of the way of the dog. explosion i was like what on earth is happening vivica she's a stripper yeah somehow will can find her i don't know where uh so the only thing that really does this in for me is the military not being reprimanded for accidentally doing friendly fire and nuking its own people. Oh yeah, that and that that goes by very quickly. They really brush over. Yeah, that. I'm like, <laughs> no, I want all those fuckers court-martialed. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you could have just done regular missiles, and then I think you could have <laughs> assumed a nuke's just not gonna do it. 
and make sure people are evacuating in the city before you try this that was really that was not a good look uh the other thing that kind of blew my mind that i forgot about was um they let uh bill pullman into a fighter jet to fight at the end yeah, mr like... president i don't oh whatever you say boss um yeah what if but like what if that happened like what if there was an invasion now like biden hops in a in a fighter uh, yeah it'd be no go uh, they're a Secret Service agent would have a human version of a Vulcan death pinch. Nope, nope. Yeah, go back to your seat now. Exactly. <laughs> Gonna knock you out. Um, and uh, do you think this is an allegory for where Randy Quaid is now? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think you saw this too many times. Is like, yeah, the government's invading my life, and they're aliens yeah. or snake people. Oh. <laughs> exactly. The biggest kicker for me though is definitely um how they have to shoot Prince Spiner. Yeah data from star trek and in the director's commentary for the longest time i always heard that it was mentioned that he had actually survived but everyone thought oh he got shot to death and because he was taken over by the alien next thing you know they bring him back in the sequel and you're like and then they try to introduce a gay storyline that again goes nowhere and you're just like this is where emmerich should have just left it alone you know that was like (laughs) his one raisin in the sun that was his one uh, gold mine he should have just not revisited that well and i think it took everyone watching the trailer realizing will smith was smart enough to not come back that and i, I have struggled to get for that piece of shit multiple yeah. times i will just say that right now because yeah, yeah, yeah. the first one i mean it was good enough for a playstation video game the characters were <laughs> likable enough if underdeveloped and i do think it did a lot for careers i my screenwriter professor would often every once in a while bring up the president's speech and give it as a motivation and for the wrong reasons say make sure to not write a speech like this <laughs> today we celebrate our independence day yeah and so many of these other guys i think i don't think if if goldblum hadn't been in this i don't think he would have been asked to be in a bunch of other big sci-fi shows and comedies and even return to jurassic park i don't think you got Madam President there, Mary McDonald. I don't think she would have been on Battlestar Galactica had she not been in this, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. No, you're nailing <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, that's playing truly. the housewife or just the local neighbor down the street. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, uh, kind of like I said, um, you know, Who's it's who? not the performances that are the problem, but, uh, you know, some of the writing stuff. So it's almost like, uh, yeah, they're like, well, we see that you did your best with like yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll give you another job. Adam Baldwin years before Firefly, Chuck, and Last Ship, and then mm, yeah, he was he was previously just known as again Animal Mother and Full Metal Jacket, and then you had uh, yep. Judd Hirsch, you had Robert Lloyd, you have all these others, <laughs> Margaret Collin, you had all these others, just <laughs> bit part actors, and like man, I've been in fucking everything, <laughs> yeah. James yeah. Rebhorn is like the president's age. It's just so funny because usually <laughs> he's the slime ball in there. He's just like, he just has kind of just the, whoa, you know, just. The, the thing is, though, he's not wrong in the movie. No, like, that's the other irony. They want to make him be a jerk. And then this is like the only movie where he's not trying to be a jerk. But you're, it's kind of, I call it the Dr. Scru- uh, Cox and Scrubs mentality. You're like, you've seen him be that so many times. Then it's just so funny. You're like, why am I reacting? I'm like, well, it's because I'm spoiled on what I've seen him in. It's not yeah. anything yeah. to do with what's actually on screen. <laughs> oh, it's done. Yeah yeah no i mean he he was he was trying to stop them from this ridiculous like again like a computer virus and a foreign alien spacecraft like it makes no Ooh, sense at all and he's react like, bananas to that like stop right there 
bad idea. Pl- go to plan D. He's like all, the suitcase. He's like all the reviewers like talking about this movie. Like this makes no sense, and uh, you know he loses his job. And, and yet you so. feel like the filmmakers aren't in on that joke half the time. You're <laughs> yeah. like, uh, which is so weird. It is definitely a weird mentality of a movie with some soul, and yet at the same time too dumb for its own good. You know, it's kind of like right. Evil Dead. You can accept it as trashy, or you can legit be laughing with Raimi and company. It, and then there's others who just don't get it at all, but love what they're seeing. So it is a weird predicament. Is the audience smarter than the filmmaker? Is the filmmaker smarter than the average bear, or is it just a jumbled pile of everything, good and bad? About it's madness. So, it's just madness. It is it. madness. It's a mad, <laughs> mad world. Yeah. Uh. So, would you watch this every Independence Day, or would that just be too much flag waving and just craziness for one evening? <laughs> Especially when it's got very little to do about being American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just happened to fall on that holiday. What if it fell on Christmas? With it, this is our new Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> I think yeah, that's all about I, that I lost my diehard Blu-ray. I can't get Lethal <laughs> Weapon. And yeah. No one wants to do Gremlins too dark. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess it didn't stay will do. Yeah. So uh no, it, uh no, definitely not. I would not watch this yearly for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be too a much, long time. Too much uh that your brain can be active doing something else way more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every five years, yeah, put it on as a wacky party movie because you got yeah. friends over, but don't don't do it every year. You know, no, you'll, your brain will turn to mush. Trust me. <laughs> I did Trying it one time and when it's on with commercial, it becomes even more unbearable for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Sometimes they add extended scenes, and other times it's just like, ah, oh, no, this is going, ah. Yeah, way way too long. And when you when you factor in the commercials, it's like, no, it's there's no way. It's almost three and a half hours. It's like, you made yeah. this, congrats, you made this as long as Lord of the Rings in a typical James Bond movie. I can't do it. Yeah, no, I cannot no, thank do you. it. Uh, oh, poor, so Independence Day. poor Independence Day. So, thank you for being on here. Uh, where can we find Star Wars for those not in the know? And what are you covering next once She Hulk and you know Kenobi just wrapped up? Well, what are you thinking of covering next? Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, we're the Star Wars podcast. What what we cover mostly is Marvel and Star Wars, but we're trying to branch out to some did other like nerdy Peacemaker. Stuff. You did the yeah, first two Peacemakers. episodes of Lord of the Rings yeah, show. Yeah, and, stuff uh, like, I can't stuff wait. like that. I can't wait just, to finish this. Yeah. Mostly, most of that stuff, but some nerd culture altogether. And you can find us on all podcasting platforms. Um, right now, yeah, we, we're, we're wrapping up She-Hulk and or just started. A big assortment um, of guests yeah. that you get, which yeah, is yeah, cool. We try, yeah, we try to get, we try to get, I'd love to have you on at some point. We try, we oh, try sure. to get uh, as many new people as we can. So, um, yeah, it's me and my buddy Tommy and uh, also always a guest. At the end of the day, it's just funny first impressions. It's like, did you think this when they're going in? Like, oh, I thought that was an inside joke to this. So you're actually dissecting it more naturally as opposed to, oh, this sucks. It wasn't in the trailer, you know? (laughs) Of course, it's not in the trailer. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, some of these Disney Plus shows, very hit or miss. So um, (laughs) we try not to be too mean. Um, And and like our level of what is good has has really been lowered by doing this podcast. So it's like, (laughs) you know, it's like She-Hulk's happening right now. And if like I had watched that out of the blue, I'd probably roast it a lot more. But uh, like on the scale of other Marvel shows, I'm like, it's not that bad. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean. You got to just go with your honest instinct. And it just seems like so many are just trying to piss each other off nowadays. It's like, oh, yeah. 
do I, do I need a babysitter for a babysitter? You know, <laughs> exactly. Like, We're not here to fight. That's no gatekeeping. Sure. You don't have to be the YouTuber guy who gets a whoa just in your face reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. well, this was a delight, sir. I'm glad we could do a brief, quick <laughs> summary yes. of what we. Hey, what about ratings? What would you give this out of five? Ah, uh, it's it's a f- probably a three and a half out of five. That just that there's so much shit. And at the same time, there it is a worthwhile viewing because you will applaud the production value and effects and visuals. And you can get over just the dog shit script yeah. because there's enough joy in it to where even though what was clearly, you know, not intended in all areas or is clearly like screenwriting 101, you are able to gloss through the shit. It goes even faster than other blockbusters like the rock executive decision and speed where you know those are more more serious and this is more is like hey it is a 50s kind of movie i can put it on in front of the kids and then don't have to be too worried about illogical or possibly illegal decisions the characters are making and it's also it's not as there's no incest subplot like any other star wars or back to the future (laughs) movie and at the same time there's not a moment where you're just like I don't, you know, I don't think anyone who's obviously going to replicate a movie should not be watching movies to begin with. But at the same time, there's nothing that hasn't dated too bad where I'm like, ooh, pretty insensitive comment right there. (laughs) Did I just hear a racial remark? No, there's nothing like that where you're like. And it's actually kind of woke at times. Like, uh, (laughs) I feel like they handled the stripper storyline pretty well, you know. They don't, yeah, they don't shame her. And that yeah. was back in the time where everyone would be like, oh, 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 oh yeah. or, you know, they would do stuff yeah. like that. And you're like, whoa, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they, even in so... the military scenes, there's surprisingly no locker room talk. There's just that one gay joke. And I mean, it's made by a gay filmmaker, so I don't think there was anything yeah. harm meant by it. It was just stupid right. exactly. <laughs> by the filmmaker's own stupidity. So, yeah, uh, what would you rate it? <laughs> Uh, I thought I was generous with a two and a half. Um, so I'm gonna, uh, it's people... worth it, but there's going to be some days where you're like, oh, deep hurting. Yeah. I mean, there is a riff tracks for this and they, they pull no punches. They're like, I wonder what's happening. Something <laughs> dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they go for it on that yeah. one. Now, people always tell me I rate things too high. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll like roast something and I'm like, oh, four out of five. And they're like, what? uh so no but this is this is a good two this is a good two out of five for me <laughs> even better and because yeah. it is one of those you're kind of more distracted by the production design than you are <laughs> whether or not you like it it's one of those you can't take your eyes off and then at the same time there, there are some serious barriers just right. it, it also depends on how logical do you want to be if you are wanting absolute brain dead then you'll be in heaven with this one at the same right. time exactly and some of the x-files references in there are kind of like uh was this meant to be a parody of this because you you don't have a lot you know, of the satirical yeah. element of x-files <laughs> <laughs> oh. exactly so thanks again my dude yes this is awesome thanks for having me right. follow us on the web on facebook twitter and instagram The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show.